0: you Welcome back to another week of Ghost in the Scene. We are back on our regular schedule. Uh, I'm your host, Gio, and I'm with my co-host, Rob. How's it going, Rob? Hey,
1: everyone. I am glad that we are back. Uh, We've had a pretty intense week this week. Uh, You know, up is now down. Down is now up. Uh, So, you know, feeling a little dizzy from all that. Um, But, you know, I got a pretty strong stomach. Uh, I'm not going to be up chucking anytime soon. I will not be doing so on air. I will be holding that down for all of you. Um, but yeah, wow, what are crazy times? I can't believe it.
0: Yeah, so the Caspers went off, we thought, without a hitch. Mm-hmm. And we were pretty satisfied. I mean, I, I felt pretty happy with myself after we finished and wrapped. But we were, um, you know, doing some house cleaning. We, we were looking into the winners and. Uh, Turns out we were completely compromised, and we exposed a lot of our fans to some dangerous ghosts. So um, we apologized, and hopefully you guys heard our apology. So we don't want to dwell on our mistakes. We're going to investigate our mistakes. That's what this uh, next couple weeks is going to be all about. This is an autopsy into the 2019 Caspers. Uh, We're going to get right into it with the biggest of the bunch. This is what really... uh, Was the red flag for me? Sherlock Gnomes. We gave a Casper Award for Best Ghost Impersonation to the cast and crew of Sherlock Gnomes. It was a fatal mistake. And we're going to find out how it happened. So, Rob, um, you gave the award to Sherlock Gnomes. What what happened? I mean, I think...
1: I just want to say that this is an experience that I think is important for all of us to learn and to know that you always check the receipts. Uh, Just because some sort of vote happens, you can't take its word for it until you get verification. So uh, I think that's just like a PSA, just in general to everyone out there uh, when you're considering things like this. But the night of the Caspers, I thought things were going well, you know, we were inviting ghosts, you know, that, you know, that's part of us is on us. Like, this is new territory that we're in. So obviously, we understood that we were opening ourselves up to danger. Um, But, you know, I thought, you know, having parity between ghosts and humans, uh, I thought would create some buffer. Uh, I was mistaken. Uh, In the moment, I just felt this urge to call out shock gnomes specifically. Uh, looking back, I was probably possessed.
0: You know, I couldn't see your eyes because you were in the ghost dimension, and so, but you know, I could hear that your eyes were kind of glazed over when you said Sherlock gnomes. I could hear your eyes, and I mean, that, that's what tipped me off. And I should have
1: known. Like, I couldn't even get in the building that night. We had rented out the uh you know the paramount theater china theater whichever whatever uh Uh after the oscars you know um and we filled we packed the joint
0: um
1: and but i couldn't get inside there was like some sort of force and it was an evil force that was my first that really should have been the first alarm but you know i was so focused on delivering the show making sure that it was getting out there you know i didn't want to let any of you out there listening uh, and watching, knowing you know this is our biggest night of the year. Uh, so I just went ahead anyway, despite the clear warning signs
0: so we we let ghosts in, right? and And we had the rule that you could bring in a ghost guest as long as they were friendly. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm angry to, to say it, but we let some Hollywood people in, and they brought some bad ghosts. I mean, there's no other way to say it. But the the celebrities, uh, they weren't very discerning with their ghost friends, and I'm not going to blame them. I'm not going to blame all of them for that, because we, we didn't have the right security protocol. We we didn't have anybody at the door checking the ghost IDs, uh, or you know the ghost. Uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The metal detector, the paranormal mm-hmm. spirit evil detector. You know we only have one or two wands that where we can scan people. And other people, you know, they fly over, they go under. There, there's no way it of go through walls. Fight. All the ghosts, exactly. So <clears throat> it's our fault. We take full responsibility. But um, there's some play, some uh, very evil things at play here. So we're gonna figure out exactly what's going on with the movies that won these awards. So Sherlock Gnomes is is, is going to be our first target. Guys, first of all, Johnny Depp is in Sherlock Gnomes. Johnny Depp is Sherlock Gnomes, so he has a Casper, and I-, I am I'm I'm trying to sue him legally to to get it back. I I don't know if I have any legal grounds since we we gave it to him. Um, I'm not sure if I can if I can take it back, but I- I'm trying my hardest.
1: But um, just... I'm calling
0: UPS. I'm trying to get that package rerouted. Um, Yeah. Hopefully hopefully he hasn't signed for it yet. And we can get that package back. Because if he gets it in his hands, who knows the power that will be added to to his strength. I'm not sure. Because I did imbibe a lot of power into the Caspers. I handmade each one. So... I I just don't wanna live in a world where he gets to uh, celebrate an award where I didn't realize I was giving it to him. And I'm not gonna blame you either, Rob. I'm gonna blame the ghost that, that haunted you, that possessed you. But we gotta find out who this ghost was. So Sherlock Gnomes is a movie that came out in 2018, but its story does not really start in 2018. It actually starts a lot earlier than that. So this was um, the brainchild of somebody that was in uh, Rocket Pictures. Do you know about Rocket Pictures, Rob?
1: Yeah, you know, this is an up-and-coming production company. You know, down here, you know, around the professional rags, we're hearing a little bit, you know, more and more buzz about Rocket Pictures. It is the vehicle for elton john in his own production uh company uh it's his you know his manifesto if you will uh in this late stages of his career uh and they're going around and they're producing films so uh it's something that we've seen a trajectory we've seen in recent years too of these kind of big pop celebrity stars are dipping their toes into hollywood's
0: waters Interesting, and and we so I looked into Rocket Pictures, and it was a British film company that was started in 1996. I'm spooked. Wow! So think about that. 96 is when it started, and then you have um, its first 10 years, its first decade. So from 96 to 2006, they had a contract with the Walt Disney Company. So, Elton John is working with Walt Disney in the 90s, up to the 2000s, and they're, uh, they're producing films, right? They're, they're making um, plans for the future. And one of the seeds that they kind of sowed in the early 90s was Gnomeo and Juliet, which was the um, prequel to Sherlock Gnomes, right?
1: Yes, that was actually in 2011. jumping ahead here in the 90s you know we were having some light uh romantic comedies women talking dirty it's a boy girl thing these are small independent english things you know they're really just testing the waters Mm -hmm. um but you look at the dates you know 1999 2006 uh but then we get Nomeo and Juliet* in 2011 which you know on its surface it doesn't look too bad um but you know, then you look at the release date and you see it's January twenty third, two thousand eleven. So uh, two plus three six in January is one. You add tack that on to the other remaining ones. Well, that's uh, three one total.
0: That's three ones. That's six six six. And not Real to mention quick.
1: that the film also co-stars Ozzy Osbourne.
0: Ozzy Osbourne is best friends with the devil. So,
1: and I don't want to say that Ozzy Osbourne is necessarily a problematic person in itself, but he does have connections with the devil.
0: I mean, he's, it just happens that they're best friends. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. not, I'm not telling a lie. I'm just saying that, you know, nothing on Ozzy's character. It's just his best friend is the devil. They just happen to be best friends. You know, you don't really get to choose your best friend when you just click with somebody, it just, it works. So with Ozzy, it's just he's really good friends with the devil. They both like, I think, the Cubs or something, uh, nachos. They have a lot to to connect on. So real quick, Emily Blunt is the co-star of *Nomi and Juliet, and she's also in Sherlock Gnomes. Emily Blunt's birthday is January 23rd. Wow.
1: See, exactly. So this movie is made specifically uh, to raise Emily Blunt's power in some way. There's obviously a spell. This movie was made with her in mind.
0: Exactly. This is, like, none of this is is by chance, right? This is all fate. We're all in some weird master plan. Someone is, is putting this all together on, on the chessboard and letting this play out. And we are uh, also on the chessboard, and, and and for some reason we're self-aware. We know that we're on a board, and we know that we're playing the game. So let's play a little bit, and and let's see what we can what we can get this round. So Emily Blunt, let's uh, go into her. She's a British actress, right? Married to John Krasinski.
1: Another Casper winner. So I also want to say, like this I, this awards for this breach. We were talking about Sherlock Gnomes, but this calls into question the entire legitimacy of the entire Casper Awards. So if you have not heard any of the films that we have announced this year, please stay away. They're highly radioactive uh, in terms of paranormal activity um, with bad ghosts. And as you can see, and as we're gonna demonstrate to you, they are all connected.
0: So Emily Blunt was in Sherlock Gnomes. We give her an award. Emily Blunt was in. A Quiet Place, we give her an award with John Krasinski. So the connection is right there, guys. A Quiet Place is connected to Sherlock Gnomes via Emily Blunt.
1: And this it, is going to be a powerful
0: year for her as well. She just turned 36, everyone. Wow. This And not only that, but she is going to be starring in three sequels or since Sherlock Gnomes, she's actually starred in three sequels. Let's, uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Huh. Now, uh, if, if you guys don't know about Mary Poppins, this was an old movie, right? The, the old Mary Poppins movie probably came out in like the 60s. Then you have Mary Poppins Returns this year, this 2018, this past year that came out. That's the first sequel. Then, A Quiet Place 2. Another sequel to, uh, you know, The Quiet Place. Already coming out in 2020. And then she's in another movie that's a sequel called Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat. Which is The Edge of Tomorrow, Tom Cruise. Now she's doing another sequel. That's three sequels. Three times two. Because a sequel is a second movie, right? That's six. Six, 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 guys. Because, uh, I mean, I mean, if you if there's like
1: any doubters still out there, I mean, you know, if the math is too complicated, we understand that math can kind of go over a lot of people's heads. Mm -hmm. Uh, Guys, the Devil Wears Prada. That was the breakout film for Emily Blunt. So I don't know what more we need to tell you to get you on board here.
0: Yeah, guys, if you if you don't if you're not on board with us, turn off this podcast. If you're not on board by now, I'm sorry, we can't do anything for you. We can't we can't save you if you don't want to be saved. Because we're giving you facts. The devil wears Prada. That is a fact. And the fact is, Emily Blunt cut her teeth making this movie. She became sharper, stronger, faster, smarter through the working of this film. And who was she working with? The devil who was next to the devil ozzy osborne his best friend on set every day bringing him bagels bringing him you know uh coffee so she gets to know ozzy Osbourne during the devil wars prada he tells her about elton john you know he probably went on tour with elton they're both musicians right sure. both from britain and and so just you know she meets elton and who knows when and then he gets her into uh, Sherlock Gnomes and also Gnomeo and Juliet. I mean, this is just Hollywood nepotism. It's who you know. It's, you know, it's your best friend gets to go on the movie set with you. And, and you know, even if you're the devil, it's, it's stuff like that. And Emily Blunt has been a part of all of this. And we have to kind of like dis- make a distinction that this is Europe. This is London. This is British. All of this, you know. The, even Sherlock Gnomes and Romeo and Juliet; these are Shakespeare and you know uh, what's his name, Arthur Conan Doyle, all from England. These are all stories based in Europe, not American stories that we're telling here. But we have not American production companies that are um, involved. So, real quick, I, I want to get into um, some of the kind of specifics of of who created. Sherlock Gnomes. So I looked into the animation. Who, who made all the animation and, and all that stuff? Well, it turns out it was a company called Micros Image. And Micros Image is a French company uh, founded in 1985. And it spe- specifically works on uh, visual effects in European films. But they've recently been dabbling in some American films now they have nine facilities right none in america so they have three in paris which is in france two in london in england one in montreal canada two in belgium and one in india they they, they're,
1: they're they're making movies for american audiences but they can't step foot inside america
0: it's almost like how you weren't able to step inside of the caspers Right. Mm. Like the the force field is just is too much. Right. That there is there's something about the American ghosts that's very exclusive. Right. Um, The Hollywood ghosts, I think they're a little petty. They're um, they're snobby because they've worked on movies in Hollywood forever. Right. Since the beginning of time. And now you have all these European ghosts and they want a piece of the pie. Everyone wants a piece of the pie. And I, I think the American ghosts are just a little, they're a little stingy. They they don't want to give away um, all of their their good people that they feed on. They they're feeding on all of us. And the Europeans they want to taste. And so that's what I think is happening.
1: You know, and I'm curious to see what happens once the, the bridge between the two actually happens, and we can we actually see the European ghosts start to infiltrate America. And I think there's one person. That is the person for that job who constantly is between United States and Europe, someone that we all know very well, uh, man that Depp. we have proven that this is the case and that would be our, our dear, I w- I was going to say to your friend, but I feel like I'm still somewhat possessed because he is no friend at all. Mm-hmm. Um, our nemesis, John, Johnny Depp.
0: John man, Depp. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So now all the pieces are kind of starting to come together because we have Emily Blunt and Ozzy Osbourne working on the Devil Wears Prada with a the devil. Then we have Johnny Depp in Europe working um, for different companies and, and different, you know, Salvage selling his, uh, his vampire, um, you know, scented, uh, I mean, what do you, what do you call it? That's not cologne. It's, it's, it's some kind of musk or something. Uh-huh. So, you have Mikros Image, they're, they're making uh, movies all across uh, Europe working uh, for Technicolor, which means that, I mean, they're probably literally in every single movie. That's frightening. Um, and, you know, they've, they've been making movies and visual effects since the 80s. So, I mean, every movie that you can imagine has been touched some, somewhat by Mikros. Um, the Ninth Gate, uh, it's the SpongeBob movie, Captain Underpants the movie, Sahara, starring, uh, what do you call it? It was a a French Canadian movie, 3D movies. These guys don't play around, and they're working with Rocket Man. And let's get into, you know, we kind of talked about um, the music side of it, right? Elton John is a musician. But we have to ask ourselves, what the hell is he doing in movies? Like really, what is what does Elton John have have any right to work in film and produce movies? Yeah. Like Freddie Mercury was a ghost, and they took his ghost and they made a movie out of him and they you know they turned all of that. So he didn't really have a say in, how, in anything. and they immortalized his ghost and canonized his ghost. But Elton is alive. He has overall say over what's happening. And yet, he is still letting them, kind of turn him into a ghost somehow. I, I'm not. I'm not sure what what's going on.
1: It's a very interesting play. I mean, it's this is something that goes back a long time as well. You have Ray Charles's ghost being reprised for Ray, Johnny Cash's ghost being reprised for Walk the Line, uh, and now we have Elton John. And it's almost as if Elton's looking at this trajectory, and he sees the abuse. That is, that his friends have gone through his fellow musicians uh because especially with this last round of Frederick, it's just that the abuse that they put freddie's ghost through uh, is just pretty appalling and you know this could be a way to own his own narrative
0: interesting now th- there's one thing about this this whole story that just kind of stinks to high heaven if you know that Hollywood is inherently evil and chews and spits people out and all of that, right? If, if that's all given, and if you're somebody who is, I believe as smart as Elton John, who knows about the industry, why would you allow your music into the movies that were, I mean, he was in a deal, a 10 year deal with Disney, right? I, I just don't understand why he's allowing For his music to be in movies, because now he is setting himself up to become a ghost. Maybe not by his own will. He might be trapping himself without realizing it. And I think maybe a cynical take on this would be that he's doing it on purpose, right? That he is actually turning himself into a pre ghost so that when he eventually passes he will already be immortalized and worshiped as a ghost via his movies and music in movies and he will have the freddie mercury treatment while still retaining the ownership of you know his his ghostly presence because he will own rocket pictures even when he's a ghost i mean if 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 he if this is true it is diabolical what Elton John is doing and I I can't support it
1: well I mean but I at the same time I can't 100% blame the guy because he is at such this such a level of celebrity he's been you know writing these spells as a songwriter for years and they're amazing spells you know I remember just shouting them at the top of my lungs all these Spells that he's written over the years. Okay. Uh, you know, they're, they're, It's powerful stuff. And I think he also, he looks at the landscape. He knows he's already trapped. You know, he's already in the system that will take advantage of ghosts and the spells that you write, especially if you're successful. So, I mean, at a certain point, I understand where he's coming from of wanting to try to take ownership uh, over his own ghostliness. Because at some point, you know, Geo. We're all going to be ghosts in some way. It's uh, true, you know. And I think that's something we all have to prepare for. Uh, you know, and I think he's looking at his life, and you know, whether it ends up being diabolical or not, I think it's yet to be seen. I think it's interesting that all the uh, ads too. You see him wearing his famous glasses. Uh, to me, I that kind of speaks to safety. You know, you're you're oh. blocking out some of the the ghosts, the ghost rays. I'm hoping that those are some mm-hmm. good. Ghost filters in those glasses, and yet I also see. Uh, I, I know some, you know, I know the materials when I
0: see them. It looks like he's flying, though, in 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 one of these images. It looks like he's like flying above his his piano. I mean, I, I'm I, here's the thing. I, I know that you're 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 trying to give it a, a positive, uh, you know, tilt on on this whole thing because you know you love his spells, and I'm, I'm just gonna say it. This might be a, a possession kind of uh afterthought you you might still be in the grip of something because i'm seeing this movie and i'm getting scared Mm. i'm i'm getting a feeling like i'm i'm my heart is is getting like shrinking or something because the implications of this now there's something that you said that kind of um made me think a little bit so you say that everybody becomes a ghost at some point and I will concede that yes, everyone does um, become a spirit, but oh. I I do not know if everybody becomes a ghost. And, you know, we're scientists, so I would, if, if there was a way to measure that, we would have measured it by now. So it, you know, there, there's still some tools yet that we have to find to measure these kind of things. So I don't know if, there is a way to guarantee that we're gonna become a ghost. And I think that this is a very um, amateurish way to become a ghost is you put yourself in a movie, you release your, your spells as as songs in, in film. And that's kind of a way to anchor yourself in, in the cultural zeitgeist to create Possibly what I believe is um, either a ghost or a shell of a ghost, which could possibly be where demons come from. I, I mean, this is all early speculation. We're still looking up the numbers and and, and ga- gathering all of our figures. But this is the kind of uh, thing that I fear, you know, and, and I'm not so sure that Rocket Man is, is going to be a movie that is about ghost safety, even if he's wearing glasses, Rob. I, I just I don't I don't buy it definitely yeah and i
1: didn't want to necessarily put one way or the other you know for me it's too early to speculate whether this is completely good or bad um i'm trying to gather all the evidence at the moment but i i think at least what it shows that he is aware he is definitely aware that there are ghosts all around this film they're filling this up to the brim with ghosts uh so that could be why he is taking these certain precautions Uh, because he understands the power that he's dealing with whether he uses that power for good or evil i -hmm. think is whether to be seen i think it's really important to be skeptical of it though because with that many ghosts as we saw from the caspers even with good intentions you fill the place with that many ghosts you're opening yourself up to some security breaches
0: exactly and that's the kind of thing that we're going to try to work on for next caspers we are, you know, we, we're going to hire the Hells Angels or something, or maybe the Angels Angels. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if the Angels Angels will, will be free, but we need somebody to to kind of have a safety net because, like, you know, we are very busy on stage doing all of the stuff backstage, up on stage, the music performances, the lighting, the sound. I can't be in the front door checking people's pockets if they have a ghost knife, you know? I right. I can't I can't be in the rafters with a sniper looking for people who are you know trying to do us harm. So we need people, professionals, you no know, security contractors out there. If if you guys know anybody, send us an email. Um, we need protection, ghost protection. Yeah, uh, please.
1: We have reached out to the Blue Angels, uh, but if you have any connections to any of the pilots, let us know. The hypersonic boom coming from the outside of it. Mm -hmm. evaporates the ghosts uh it's a very effective method but of course when we're doing a show uh it's not usually the best for a podcast to to have
0: those noises for most people are looking up at the sky at at that point they they don't really care about what we have to say it's the blue angels and they're the show that people want to see which is kind of sad for us but i mean that's just the you know the way things go uh yeah yeah we can't do what they do real quick though uh on on the uh case of elton john he was already you know a, a geologist he was he was working on crocodile rocks and, and all of his studies on that and oh. um he was working on uh rockets i mean real quick we talk about rocket man and rocket pictures when we should be talking about spacex man and spacex pictures oh. i mean and here's, I mean, look up, this is for, for, for the viewers, uh, if you guys are near any, like a phone or anything, or, I mean, you're listening to us. So obviously you're near some kind of technology. So look up Elton John, young Elton John, and then look up Elon Musk. And I want you to Photoshop Elton John's glasses on Elon Musk's face. And I I I, I don't want to go any further i just you know i'm gonna give you a moment to just gasp because you should be afraid i don't know if it's time travel i don't know if it's re- reincarnation i don't know what it is
1: or some sort of double because they're both alive
0: they are both alive at the same time roughly probably like 30 years apart in age or 20 or something years i i don't know what this is a doppelganger or what but i'm just saying that rocket man SpaceX, man, it, it's, it's, it's too close to call. I'm not sure. And that's what this couple of weeks is going to be about. Well, like I said, this is an autopsy into what we did wrong. And there's a lot of movies that we gave awards to. So we're going to have to go into each movie and figure out what's going on. Obviously, Sherlock Gnomes was a bad choice. And Rob, we can't blame you. You were possessed. We still don't know who possessed you. So uh-huh. we're, we still have to figure that out. But at least we know that um, we're on the right track, that the, uh, Sherlock Gnomes does not and will never, ever deserve a Casper.
1: Uh, no, of course. I think that's what tipped us off as well. And they did a good job of trying to hide it. And for the press of this film, they buried the fact that Johnny was even in this film. Uh, they wanted us to forget. They That was part of the spell of Sherlock Gnomes. I think this was a ma- movie made specifically to infiltrate the Caspers uh, and get into our systems. Uh, obviously, they did not breach our firewall. That's how we are broadcasting to you today. They did not succeed in their ultimate goal to take us down. Uh, that will never happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will, We are resilient, um, yeah, a lot more than I think they give us credit for. Um, Johnny,
0: Johnny may try, but Johnny will fail has- each time. He may be
1: stalking me, you know, at every corner, but mm-hmm. I know he's there. Uh, and, and speaking of Johnny, here's a little bit of food for thought as well. Um, so Johnny Depp uh, ha- was previously in a relationship uh, with Amber Heard, a uh, known person.
0: Amber Heard what?
1: This is what I heard. Okay. She heard the, the sweet spells The coming from the music of of a a distant rocket man, if you will, because apparently Elon Musk took Amber Heard romantically right underneath Johnny Depp in the relationship after they were married in twenty fifteen.
0: Wow. So I mean, guys, if, if you're not even like shivering by now if you don't have goosebumps if you're not sweating from fear and panic i don't know what to tell you you re- rewind a couple minutes because you're not listening this is incredible so the the rocket man elon musk aka uh, possibly doppelganger elton john um already is in, involved with amber heard and johnny depp so they're connected. This is all connected. This is a giant web. And, and I'm so glad that we are here to kind of dispel this web and, and to untangle it. Because, frankly, I don't think there's anybody else in the world that even cares enough about, about what we're doing. So uh, congratulations to, to you and me for even you know going this deep. Because some people, I mean, look at the Oscars. They have their moonlight moment. And where's their investigation into that? Right. What happened? They they messed up and they didn't you know, they didn't investigate. They just kind of swept under the rug. And then, you know, that's that move on. Not us. You know, we're professionals. We know how to treat our guests and we know how to treat our listeners with respect. And if we mess up, we are going to tell you and we're going to fix it. And that's what we're doing.
1: And we're going to come back with a better show next year. You know, it's going to be better for everyone. I mean, just look at the Oscars. They had a ghost host this year. Uh, A lot of these films that we've mentioned were also winners at the Oscar, which are now known to be toxic ghost films. So uh, Hollywood, you know, they need to get their act together. They're obviously spiraling out of control. Uh, And that's what happens when you just try to sweep it under the rug. You sweep one ghost under the rug, you're going to sweep two, three. Suddenly, your whole house is filled with ghosts.
0: Uh, And it's it's all under the rug. And, you know, how big is this rug? You know, how many ghosts are you going to sweep under that rug? And is there space? Uh, You know, can they breathe? Is the quality of air even good under that rug? You know, and this is the kind of thing that breeds resentment between the worlds. You know what we we try to have a ghost peaceful uh, show experience, and all of these ghosts under the rug—they're all stuffy and and angry. Once they get out of the rug, they're gonna be pissed. So we have no one to blame except for whoever it is, and we're gonna find out who this this thing, entity, person, group, organization. We don't know, but we're going to find out. And so until next time, guys, uh, stay in the scene. And we are so sorry for what we did, but we are trying our hardest to right this wrong.
1: And thank you for continuing to listen to us and support us through all of this and for all of the advice as well. We can't get through any of this without our street team. So thank you for everyone reaching out. Uh, You know, you're part of the first line of defense out there as well. We always love collaborating with you. uh, So thank you for continuing to trust us through this process. Uh, As we said before, this is a grind moment. You know, I think being staunchly anti-ghost is unrealistic and combative. Uh, And we're all on this journey together to learn how to have more peaceful coexistence. Uh, And, you know, we're glad to have you along with us on that journey because it takes all of us. That's what it's going to take, everyone.
0: That's right. So until next time, guys, uh, stay in the scene. Stay extreme. And take care.